Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habits of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. Is if you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Paul Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on another edition of Sports Business Radio. This week, we're going to dive inside the world of Ted Lasso, the Apple TV Plus show that has won 11 Emmy Awards in two seasons, become one of the most beloved TV series in recent memory. If you're not familiar with the show, here's the premise. An American football coach is unexpectedly hired to manage a fictional English Premier League soccer team, AFC Richmond, despite having no experience coaching soccer. The team's owner, Rebecca Welton, wants the team to fail so that she can get revenge on the previous owner, her unfaithful ex-husband. But the coach's southern charm, engaging personality, and humor eventually takes over and everyone falls in love with his goofy, inclusive coaching style. You may recall if you listen to Sports Business Radio before season one, Brendan Hunt, who plays Coach Beard on the show and is one of the show's creators, joined us. And then before season two, Jeremy Swift, who plays Leslie Higgins on the show, joined us. Well, guess what? Season three just got underway. And actor Cola Bocchini, who stars as AFC Richmond captain Isaac McAdoo, he's going to join us this week right here on Sports Business Radio. Bokini discusses season three. He takes us behind the scenes into the making of the show. He discusses the new AFC Richmond kits made by Nike and the appearance of AFC Richmond in the EA Sports FIFA 23 video game. Cola is a former British footballer who's turned actor. He also shares his love of English Premier League club Arsenal. He tells the story of how he was cast for the show. And guess what? He was almost cast for another character on the show instead of Isaac McAdoo. So I think you're going to find that story interesting. Bokini also shares how other elite athletes around the world have embraced his character and the other characters on Ted Lasso, including England football captain Harry Kane. Cola and other members of the Ted Lasso cast were at the White House this week to discuss the importance of mental health, which is a prominent theme on the show. If you're a fan of the show, Ted Lasso, you're going to love this week's show. Griggs, I love this interview. I love Ted Lasso. I know we have a lot of followers who love Ted Lasso. This is going to be a fun show. Yeah, me too. I mean, this show is so fun and it's just uh, it's just kind of quirky in its own right. And I love how they've done it and produced it. And it's just a fun show to watch the character uh, progression. And, you know, 
it's just it's awesome how they built it. So Cola's great. He's one of the key roles, and he is uh, a fun a fun interview. And I love the stuff we talk about with the the FIFA. He gets he geeks out on that. And uh, you know, anytime you can go behind the scenes of a hit show like this, it's always fun. I, I just get excited to hear you know the behind the scenes of how they build this stuff and make it. So uh, Cola's awesome. Yeah, he has some really good stories that I think our audience is going to enjoy. Did you see Cola and Brendan Hunt and Jason Sudeikis and Jason's son were courtside for the Knicks game the other day? And Knicks players come up to them after the game and, you know, just love on these characters. It's like they're real life coaches (laughs) and athletes. And then lo and behold, Jason Sudeikis goes out, takes one shot from three-point land on the Knicks court and nails it. So that was also on social media. But uh, it's just really funny because this is a fictitious team, but it's kind of been universally embraced, like I said, by everyone in the world. Yeah, I mean, look, they're on FIFA. That's big time. FIFA's been around forever. It's one of the longest video games out there. Now they're a club on FIFA. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah, it is cool. And you're going to hear Cola is a big gamer. So seeing himself on EA Sports FIFA 23 was like a dream come true. All right. Sports Business Radio is presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, a division of Morgan Stanley Wealth Management dedicated to serving the unique and sophisticated needs of elite and professional athletes, entertainers, executives, creators, and other top talent and professionals in the sports and entertainment industry. Visit Morgan Stanley at morganstanley.com backslash GSE. This Thursday, March 23rd, Morgan Stanley GSE is on the road again. They're sponsoring two events led by two student-run organizations at the University of Pennsylvania's Law School in Philadelphia, and then down the road, in State College, Pennsylvania, at the Penn State Sports Business Conference, which will feature a fireside chat between Morgan Stanley, Managing Director, Global Sports and Entertainment Director, and Financial Advisor, Mason Champion, an 11-year NFL veteran, entrepreneur, and personal finance professor, Brandon Professor Cope Copeland. At UPenn, GSE will be partaking in the 10th Annual Penn Carey Law Entertainment and Sports Law Society Symposium. Each year, the Penn Law Entertainment and Sports Law Society sponsors a symposium that brings together bright law students, experienced practitioners, and distinguished speakers from across the nation to discuss pressing topics in the entertainment and sports industries. Our friend and partner, Sandra Richards, head of Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, will be at this event in Philly to give a keynote address alongside entertainment lawyer and Universal Music Group General Counsel Jeff Harrelston at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The symposium will address topics like rap lyrics and criminal prosecution, branding and athlete monetization, the Rooney Rule, and Title IX, while distinguished speakers will include Andrew Brandt, Casey Muir, Len Elmore, and more. The event will be held in person at the University of Pennsylvania at Fitz Auditorium in Philadelphia. To register to attend in person or tune in virtually, please reach out to Stephen Elmore at Morgan Stanley at stephen.elmore at morganstanley.com and visit upenesls.com. That's upenesls.com to learn more about the symposium. We thank Morgan Stanley for their partnership on Sports Business Radio. 
You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. There's nothing common about you. Not your talent, your drive, your achievements, or even your challenges. You need distinctive financial strategies that match your lifestyle and career trajectory. Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment was created to address your specific needs at every stage of your career and deliver the financial education and strategies you need to help advance your game plan. They speak the language. They know your business. Morgan Stanley will work with you to achieve your goals. I've trusted Morgan Stanley with my personal wealth management for almost 20 years. Visit Morgan Stanley at morganstanley.com backslash GSE. That's morganstanley.com backslash GSE. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Well, Griggs, uh, some headlines. The NCAA March Madness men's and women's tournaments underway. On the men's side, we've already seen two number one seeds fall, Purdue and Kansas. Um, Lots of upsets, some teams in the Sweet 16 that you didn't expect. You still have your two championship teams remaining, Alabama and UCLA. Duke went out for me, so I only have UCLA remaining. And that's about all I have remaining. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this has been uh, bracket busted from day one for me, but, uh, you know, that's what makes the tournament fun. I love seeing a 15 Princeton in there still. Some schools that like FDU and these ones we haven't even heard of that made it, you know, past the first round. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the tournament of all tournaments. It's always fun. It's a great uh, month in March when this thing kicks off. And, uh, yeah, the women's are heating up, too. It's going to be fun to watch how that one comes down to the wire. You know, it will. Yeah, it's been fun going on Underdog Fantasy, our official gaming partner, and uh, playing some of the March Madness games on there. I encourage our audience to do that. And if you enter promo code SBR, Underdog Fantasy will match your first deposit up to $100. All right, other sports business headlines. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is on the verge of a multi-year extension to continue as NFL Commissioner. Griggs, according to the New York Times, Roger Goodell makes $60 million annually. Now, the franchise values have gone up. Huge multi-billion dollar media rights deals. The NFL is far and away the most lucrative, just incredible sports league in America with attendance and TV audience. And so, you know, $60 million a year for your commissioner, I guess it's probably a drop in the bucket. But to you and me and the average person listening to this, 60 million and even some of these athletes. I mean, there's no player in the NFL that's making $60 million a year. Yeah, that is uh, when you said that, I was kind of like 60 million. That seems a lot higher than it should be for Roger Goodell. I mean, he and we've talked about this before. He's not the best in person. Like he doesn't have that charismatic, you know, vibe like an Adam Silver has to me. So not that you shouldn't pay him, but I'm just saying he doesn't have the the. I don't know. I don't follow him as much as I follow other commissioners. I don't know why that is, but 60 million seems a little rich, but you're right. I think NFL is king and has all the cash they need. And uh, why not pay the the head guy 60 mil? Why not? Well, it's going to be interesting. So he's 64 years old. Is this his last multi-year extension? And then, you know, at the end of this agreement, he rides off into the sunset and someone replaces him. Um, We'll see. But the owners certainly love him because he's been kind of the cash cow. They just keep getting wealthier and wealthier. Um, He takes the heat when need be for the owners like Jerry Jones or Dan Snyder. 
So, you know, he's done exactly what the owners have asked, which is make them more money and <laughs> take the heat when necessary. And the league continues to grow every year that he's been commissioner. So um, that's supposed to happen next week. Another deal rumored to be happening. Michael Jordan, the GOAT, in my opinion. Uh, he is going to sell his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets, according to multiple reports. He'll still keep a minority stake, but he will not be majority owner anymore if the deal goes through. He's exploring this right now. So he bought the Hornets in 2010, $275 million. I mean, that's like $5 now. <laughs> yeah. Compared to uh, now they're worth $1.67 billion, And that's actually 28th out of the 30 NBA teams as far as valuation goes. I think the Warriors are on the top of the valuation ladder at $7 billion. So when you see what the franchises are worth now, to have paid $275 million for the Hornets, he's going to make a lot of money when he sells his stake in the Hornets, if that's the route that he decides to go. Yeah, I mean, it's jump man. You know, everything he touches is gold. Even buying right. teams that aren't valued at that much, he's still going to make money. It's like buying a house. You know, you buy it in day one, it usually goes up and you make money on it. Well, bigger scale, when you're buying NBA teams, you can triple and quadruple your your turnaround pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, Jordan hasn't had a ton of success as far as winning team, but uh, he's still going to make money. And that's kind of the ultimate goal as an owner, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. A reminder. Please go to the Sports Business Radio podcast page on Apple Podcasts. Click on the plus sign to follow us, and you'll automatically receive new episodes of our show each week. Give us five stars if you like our podcast. I know all of you out there especially like Greg, so at least give us five stars for, <laughs> for Greg's. I don't know if you like me, but you know I know you like Greg, so give Greg's five stars there you go. at least. Let's get to our conversation with Ted Lasso actor Cola Bocchini, who plays Isaac McAdoo, the captain of AFC Richmond. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. 5G is here. Is your stadium ready? From an immersive fan experience to efficient game day operations, 5G is transforming sports and entertainment. If you're ready to jumpstart your 5G transformation, Look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is one of the largest operators of indoor wireless networks in the U.S. They provide stadiums and arenas with state-of-the-art 5G networks and support teams across the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and NCAA. I'm constantly interacting with sports executives, and the reason they love working with Boingo is because Boingo manages 5G and Wi-Fi networks end-to-end, offloading very stretched IT teams. Whether your stadium is looking to support mobile ticketing, cashless payment, or connected operations, Boingo has you covered. But don't just take it from me. Their customers include world-class venues like Soldier Field, State Farm Arena, Petco Park, and University of Louisville. Boingo in 5G, now that's what I call a win-win. For a limited time, Boingo has a special offer for Sports Business Radio listeners. They're offering a free 5G assessment for your stadium or arena. To get started, simply email sbradio at boingo.com and mention this podcast. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Our thanks to Boingo 
for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. My guest is Cola Bocchini. He plays Isaac McAdoo, the captain of AFC Richmond on the hit TV show Ted Lasso. Season three is now available on Apple TV+. Ted Lasso has won 11 Emmy Awards in two seasons. Cola, thanks so much for joining me on Sports Business Radio. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Let's start with the backstory for how you were cast for this show. Like, you're a footballer. You've got experience. How were you cast for Ted Lasso? Basically, um, my friend, uh, who's also an actor, Will, um, has a relationship with Jason. And I think they were over here casting. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, you should audition for it. And um, we were at the same agency, so we told my agent at the time. And then kind of hooked up the audition that way. And then when I went to the audition, we had like a little audition. I actually auditioned for Danny Rojas. So you could have been the one saying football is life, right? It was a different character then. I think it was like um, Danny Rojas was kind of more of a Jamie Top. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then um, did that. And then came, they came back, uh, said they was, they changed the characters around a bit. And then I auditioned for Isaac. And then I had to send the football tape, which wasn't too hard because I've been playing football for a while. So they wanted to know that you had some football experience as well as acting experience. Of course. Yes, yes. Interesting. All right. So I've had Brendan Hunt and Jeremy Swift on this show before, and they've talked about how close the cast is on and off set. Is there a moment that stands out to you over the last couple of years with this cast and crew um, on or off set that, you know, really stands out to you? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I speak about it most of the time. Um, yes, the moments like at the end, it was like uh, we call it the hell week. Basically, uh, it was at the end of season one where we had had like really good weather for like predominantly the, the whole shoot. And then like at the end of the shoot, they left all the football to, to do, but they didn't realize how cold it was in London in November. So, <laughs> and plus it was night shoots. So it was like below zero. Oh, wow. Freezing. And um, we had to like do it in shorts and t-shirt, but then everyone, everyone rallied and we, it was the last day. And then when they called like cut for the last time and then that's a wrap, everybody just went crazy and, you know, um, had been through a lot. But I think that kind of like that, going through that process with, with my castmates and, and, and crew um, made us all like a lot closer, you know. That was before anyone knew anything about what the show was going to be or any, any success. Yeah, I mean, what do you hear from fans? This this show addresses mental health and anxiety and so many real life issues. I imagine that you're hearing from fans how relatable it is. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. So I get hit up sometimes. Um, um, I, I do my best to to see all of them because it's like uh, I'm affected. Uh, the show's affected so many. That they, you know, the show got them through one of the darkest periods of their life. You know, with um, you know, the pandemic and you know the 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 subjects that the sh- the show hits upon and the taboo subjects that you know certain people, certain as a society, we don't necessarily talk about like men's health, uh, mental health, or like you know anxiety, panic attacks. Uh, you know, going seeking help through uh, uh, therapy. 
you know, stuff like that. So I, I get messages and, and saying that, that, um, how much this helped them, um, being able to talk, you know, to their friends or, or, or being able to deal with it themselves, which is amazing. Yeah. It really has had quite an impact on, on so many people. Um, I'm interested in your character. How soon do they come to you with the storylines and all right, this is what you're going to be doing, whether it's, we're going to be playing some football or it's just, you know, something in the changing room. How early do you get your lines and, and kind of the storylines in advance? The the basic, you know, outline of, of, of what I'm going to do, you know, get that, you know, pretty, pretty early, but it, the, things, you know, change. There's always, um, as, as you say, moving the goalposts, <laughs> all, uh, you know, I mean, they don't, uh, Jason, the way they do it, they don't like, like us to lean onto one narrative, you know, all the time, you know, and there'll be certain things that you, they might see, or you might say that might change their mind in certain situations, um, or certain storylines. So it's always changing, always evolving and always actually just getting better, to be honest, um, even when you think, oh man, this we got something really great here, you know, they might come up with something and then you'd be like, wow, okay, that was that was really good. And then that'll be the final product. Is there any improv or is it pretty strict to the script? Oh no, this the uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's a lot of improv. There's a lot of improv. There's there's um yeah, when it comes to um on set, like they're always um encouraging us to use lean on our improv or, or, you know, um, just try, try things out, you know, quite, quite free. There's, it's, it's not a, like a very strict, uh, set. No, no, it's, it's a lot of improv. Yeah. I want to talk to you about a few specific scenes over the last couple of years. One, uh, in season two, when you guys are learning the dance from NSYNC, that looked like, that was a lot of fun. And I'm wondering like, how many takes did it get? And then I saw the celebration after you guys kind of nailed the dance, like you're jumping on people's shoulders and, and you guys were celebrating like you just won Premier League. Because, you know, the, 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 the team took it very seriously. And um, um, it's just so funny, like choreography, like, you know, dancing and all that. Um, I never really done that before, you know, and it's, it's really difficult. <laughs> and like dance teachers... They're all, they're, they're very strict. <laughs> they're very strict. But, you know, um, we did our best, you know, and it, it took a while. It took a while. Uh, uh, some were better than others, you know. Shout out to Phil Dunstar. He was, he was really good. Um, <laughs> but really like, you know, he, you know? <laughs> he was the leader of the, the dance crew. So you guys like literally had a choreographer come in and work with you on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had to rehearse and, and rehearse again. And then, you know, rehearse again and again and again, just to like when we was on set, like we know we knew all the steps, and, and because it was a, such a such a well known dance, you know, from NSYNC, like everybody's gonna be like looking at us to be like, oh, I did, I did, I did, I did giving it truth you know, to it. You know, we had to like put some sauce on it, as as the dance choreographer said, yeah, put some sauce on it. All right, the other scene that I loved in one of my favorite episodes, uh, season two, episode five, Rainbow where you're getting your mojo back and you go to the inner city with Roy Kent and you just play pickup and you're playing for the fun of it, the love of the game. 
Um, tell me a little bit about that scene and that storyline. How did that come about? It was great. Um, it was it was like um, basically it's funny enough that because I actually play football there even when I'm not filming. So that actually I'm actually very familiar with that pitch. I mean, it was episode. The season was based around the yips. You know what professional athletes get sometimes um, where they they genuinely can't do what they're paid to do mm-hmm. because it's like a mental block, you know, and it can stop you from being formed to the high level that you can and athletes get it all the time. So in order, you know, even in acting, yeah, think of it this way, even in acting, sometimes you can forget why you got into it in anything, really, you know, choose these things that you're really interested in, you know, be it law, be it any sort of profession, you know, your medicine, anything. And then, you know, you, you, you get on along with your career, your career goes goes further and further and further, and then you might start like not liking it for any sort of reason, and you've lost sight of why you've done it in the first place. And that's what happened to Isaac. Isaac lost love for the game, you know, and Roy brought upon himself, you know, to show him you were a kid before that did this for free, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, of course, you know, like with the pressure of just being a new captain and stepping into someone like Roy Kent's, uh, uh, in his place, it, it's a, it's a lot of pressure to, to put yourself under and, and be under, you know, and it's, it's glad that he, he was able to, um, um, breathe and just like take it all in his, st- in his stride. Yeah. Now I love the scene. And, uh, you know, I think that's really cool that like you've played there on that pitch just <laughs> even before this scene was filmed. Like that's a familiar pitch to you. It is very familiar. I play there um, with a bunch of my actor friends like whenever I can, but always on a Friday. Yeah. That's really cool. For a scene like that, is there someone choreogra- choreographing the uh, soccer activity or is that just kind of you guys going, hey, let's just ad lib on this and improv? Um, there is there is a a, a a football block, as they call it, director. His name's Pedro. Um, and also there's a guy, one of the 80s, Dan, that, that has like a, a, a lot of football knowledge. Um, when it comes to like the skills and, and the, yeah, that was that was kind of like Pedro. Like he was like, yeah, I want this to happen this time. But also he was like, he knew my football pastor. He was like, yeah, he, you know what you're doing. I'm just going to give you an a stencil, an outline of, you know, how I want it to play out. But if you want to add some other things, then by all means, you know, do it. But it was a lot. So did you add the part where you let it go between your legs and you let the pass go through and then the person scores and that, you guys that were was, celebrating? That was, that was, I was basically, that was a, that was a combined effort. Um, and by the way, shout out to Enia Luko, um, who is a former England number one. She she scored the goal, and and she's a former professional who's now a pundit. And that, that was that was brilliant, you know, to, to have her in there. And she, she's a, she's great. Pedro told me that you know he wants to score a brilliant goal, and uh, for me to it's called a dummy, you know, where you go to like you're going to shoot it, but you let it mm-hmm. in. But the whole you know boot shining thing, you know. The, that's that's a very famous uh, celebration in 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 football football or soccer, um, and I just added that in there. And they were like, "We really like that. Can we can we do it?" No, well, 
but it was it was it, it was a bit painful because you know she was wearing studs and it was not mind you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, can, we, can this be the last one? We... <laughs> I love hearing the backstory for that scene. That's really cool. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. When it comes to your health and longevity, you hold nothing back. You understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real-time recovery pro tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash SBR. That's insidetracker.com forward slash SBR. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. So your storylines have gotten bigger and bigger as the seasons have gone on. I mean, we've seen you um, not only as the captain getting the armband, and I love, you know, you you destroy a TV, um, you <laughs> stick your hand on the believe sign and kind of inspire your teammates before you go out on the pitch. Um, but we've seen you be the team barber, and we've seen you, dressed in a Santa Claus suit. Like, how has it been seeing your character progress over the three seasons? You know, it's been amazing. Um, you know, you just naming some of them things. I'm like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Some of the things you, you, you could forget, you know. And um, it's great. The reactions have been, you know, amazing. And I said this before, like, I, I had no idea that you know any of this would happen or the show would have been like this so just taking it you know all in and and trying to digest it as 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 well as possible um but you know it's so much fun there's so much fun and 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 such good times and and I'm I'm really um um thankful and grateful that that I'm able to um entertain people you know because <laughs> you know it could you never know when you're doing these things. You just, you just, you never know how the reception is going to be. You know, yeah. and then for people to to you know come up to me or, or or message me or you know whether it's on social media or in person and tell me that they loved it, um, it's flattering. I'm flattered. You know, what's interesting is I I came over to London uh, late last year, and I interviewed like some real life soccer executives and team owners and they talked about the impact of the show like on their team on the footballers on the fans and the interest in football and with i i don't know too many shows that have had that kind of impact on the actual athletes themselves the owners the coaches everyone watches it like it's really remarkable it's unbelievable actually you know um me as well like i'm I, I, I'm quite, you know, flabbergasted when when you when you get like professional legends in the game, you know, quoting 
then that's how our little show, like, you know, and um, I think, you know, one of, the, one of the reasons is because they can relate. Uh, and it's also like one of the truest ways of showing a team structure and what happens in and out of, of, of running this club. And also like there hasn't been, you know, like a soccer or a football show like, like this one, like, I can, I, I mean, there's been attempts, right? But I don't think, I don't think it's been like any of any of them that that have done it the way that 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 Ted Lasso has has done it, and you know, they're just all just so grateful to be like, you know, we're human, you know, we're human beings, and sometimes it can get misconstrued, and and you know, you can lose sight of the fact that these are human beings that deal with issues in their own life, and you know, I think you know, I am. I'm just, you know, in shock when, you know, they're, they're telling me the, how grateful they are. And I'm like, well, I've just idolized you my whole life. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing to, to see and witness. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some of the cast, including yourself, go to other sporting events, whether it's World Cup or the Miami Dolphins game when it came to, and, and like, it must be amazing with the athletes, the players on those teams are like, oh, I watched Ted Lasso and I love your character. Yeah. Um, yeah. You never, I, I, I never quite get, I, I don't think I ever will get used to it. You know, um, these guys do it for real. Yeah. <laughs> they do it for real. You know, we're just, we're just trying to emulate that, you know, yeah. and, and pay homage to that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, what did I have? I had Harry Kane walk up to me. And tell him, he's, a, he's tell Harry Kane walk up to me and be like, "Oh, captain to captain," and I'm like, "You're the captain of England." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a difference here in real life. You know, like, you know, um, but that's just the thing uh, uh, about you know this world. You know, crazy crazy things can happen like that. You know, and and it and it has. You know, I'm just happy that I'm able to to, to tell it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about a few things for for season three. I love so I'm based in Oregon, home of Nike World Headquarters. Which I love the new AFC Richmond kits from Nike. I mean, how are those fitting for you? How do you like them? Uh, you know, I mean, they're uh, like hotcakes right now too. I mean, like, yeah. When I first saw it, I was I was like, fantastic. You know, um, we had the kit before. Hmm. Uh, um, but these ones are something else. Um, my, fa- you know, my favorite keeps changing. Like you know, because it's like my favorite was the the away kit, the orange one, and now it's the home kit. You know, because you know Nike has has put that gloss on it. You know, and it was just so um, uh, surreal to have Nike as the sponsor of, you know, a a club that is fictional. Yeah. Set in you know Apple TV classes a universe of you know Ted Lasso and a club called AFC Richmond, and now people are going to be wearing the AFC Richmond jerseys in real life. Like like you know like there's there's actually a team. You know, um, it's all just very surreal and all crazy and you know all wonderful and so great. Like I love like the imagination of it. I love the imagination of it. It's what it's all about, really. Now, I know you're a gamer. So when you saw yourself in FIFA, 
from EA Sports, you must have just been losing your mind. I mean, what's that like to see yourself as Isaac McAdoo, the captain of AFC Richmond with Ted Lasso in video game? You know what's funny about that is that we've joked, we joked about it a few times um, when we were filming season one. Or, or, no, no, not necessarily season one because we had no idea in season one what the show was going to be like. Okay. In two, you know, when we had, you know, the initial like buzz and, 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 and reception and success towards the show, we'd, we'd, you know, joke and be like, we've been playing, we, all of us used to play FIFA online, you know, me, Jason, Brendan, uh, Christo, uh, Sahib, Brett, everyone used to play, you know, on the pro clubs. And then we'd joke and be like, imagine that one day like we're, we're actually on FIFA, like, you know, and now people could say it was a manifestation, but I, I, I disagree. You know, that was us just literally joking, being like, never, that, that would never happen. Like, like someone would be like, imagine we're on FIFA one day. And then it would just be like a pause. And then we would go, nah, talking about it, man. <laughs> no, people, you know, we're made up, you know, and then, and then we, we, uh, we got the uh, call for it and, and. It all happens so quickly. And then before you know it, it's September and they're like, boom. It's Richmond. And um and then and then you see me and it's like uncanning the the what? I was like, how the hell did you create my face like that? That's literally what I look like, you know. Yeah. Right now I'm still di- digesting it. I I don't even know what to say when people tell me I wasn't like to be on FIFA. I've been playing it since 1999. I've been playing it since, you know, Ian Wright was, you know, who's in the show. You know, I've been playing it since he was up front for Arsenal. You know, I'm, I've been playing it for so long on PlayStation 1, you know, and now it, I'm immortalized in it. But since it's wonderful. Is Arsenal your team? Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's funny. When I was over there, I went to uh, Brentford Arsenal. Huh. And I look across the stadium to the Arsenal section and who's sitting there watching the game, but Jason and Brendan. Yeah, I mean, and they put them on the screen and they're like, you know, Jason and Brendan, Ted Lasso. And I was like, how cool is this? Like we're at a real Premier League match. Yeah. It was like one of the first matches after the Queen died. Okay. And, you know, they're putting him on the big screen. And I'm like, you know, what other Premier League match would you go to where you would see the stars of Ted Lasso, like, on the screen at the match and everyone's giving him a huge round of applause. And, I mean, it was a really funny moment. Brendan's a massive go- gooner as well. Yeah. Uh, and he's, when, he, when he's filming, he's, he's at, like, pretty much every game. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, and um, he just loves it, you know. And I love the fact that he loves my team. You know, and I love the fact that you went and watched my team. It's great. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, amazing. I'll, I'll tell you this. I had never been to Premier League in person. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, the best way I could describe it is Arsenal. It's like a symphony of soccer. Like, everyone is in sync. Um, it's just next level. When you see something like that, you know it's different. And the way they play was phenomenal. Yeah, you, you, you know, on television, it can be lost. You know, but you don't realize how fast it is. Yeah. In when you watch it live, it's like, you know, John, you know, you know, and, um, um, on, on the screen, because it's so like, it was such a wide shot, 
it can it can it can look a little bit slower but when you're actually on the field it's like a split second decision you know yeah or you could just lose the ball and cost your team the game right um just a couple more minutes i know i need to let you go um i was in richmond and i went to like a lot of the locations i went to the pub i went to you know where all the you know, you can see the shrine. Did you, did you see the 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 inside the pub? See the, the the Richmond shrine. I did. I took a picture in front of it. Oh, sweet! And I even talked to the people in the pub, and they're like, "Oh, the cast is so nice, and they come in here." And you know, Brendan told me when he was on that there's a replica pub, and you shoot in the replica pub, but then after you're done shooting, you go to the real pub, and you'll have some fish and chips and a pint. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, um, they are so nice there. Plus, I think they're like, I, I saw on Twitter, I think they're making it into an Airbnb now. They are. Yeah. For some one night in October, they're making it into an Airbnb. What? Yeah. Uh, wow. This is, it's going crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Richmond is a lovely, lovely town. You know, it's it's got beautiful, beautiful parks, beautiful um, uh, food, beautiful. You know, I'm, you know, I'm just promoting Richmond here. <laughs> if you were going to go to one place in Richmond, like I know Prince's Head is the name of the pub. Prince's Head is the name. Where is there any other place in Richmond that you're like, hey, go get a cup of coffee or go have a pint or? There's a there's a bunch of restaurants uh, where the Thames, whether you see the river, yeah, and it's really beautiful. Like it's a lovely. You can you can ride a bike there. You can you can rent one of the boats there. You can you can also take a lovely walk. You know, it's, it's lovely right about um um sunset. Time there's a, there's a nice Italian restaurant. The name, you know, I can't remember the name of it, but because I, I think we filmed a bit of uh, season three there. But um, yeah, yeah, there's it's like some steps, and then there's like a like a bridge, and then you you know you, you can just stand on the bridge and you can you can watch the sunset, or you can you can grab some Italian food, which is amazing. You know, so many attractions in Richmond. Um, beautiful place. You should if, you, if anyone ever visits London. That's one of the places that you should you should uh, you should visit. I absolutely agree. All right, last question. I know you can't give out any spoilers, but what should fans expect overall of season three of Ted Lasso? Are we going to see more more Isaac McAdoo, more character of development? Of course. Um, I mean, you're going to see um, from Isaac's perspective, you're going to see him still try to navigate being a leader. Um, still, you know, making mistakes and and learning from them, which is obviously the Ted Lasso way. Still, you know, you see the team, you know, trying their best, um, and hopefully you're going to see more of the same, you know, because when you're making a, a show that got the success, garnered the success that it has, it there's a little bit of pressure there to, you know, replicate that, and it, you know, certain some shows in the past that. Um, you know, after you know, did two seasons of uh, brilliant work, and then first season not so much. So, by I have a uh, uh, quiet um, 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 confidence that that everyone's gonna love this one. Yeah, AFC Richmond seems to be the world's team. Everyone universally loves AFC Richmond. Cola, congratulations on just amazing work that you and your castmates have done like i said uh, 11 emmy awards in only two seasons i think it's impacted so many people's lives i know it's impacted my life you're doing 
just great work. So good luck with season three. I know you've already got it in the can, but I know you'll be doing interviews like this and promoting it. Thank you so much for joining us on Sports Business Radio. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Your fantasy leagues might be over, but you can still play fantasy sports games on Underdog Fantasy. I love playing Pick'em and Rivals. With Pick'em, you can pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. You can win 20 times your money in a single night. You pick between two and five players to build a pick'em entry. Also, rivals pits two players against each other. That's a lot of fun, too. It could be two players on the same team. It could be two players from other teams. Points, rebounds, fantasy points. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying that with NBA games, especially right now. Sign up today with promo code SBR and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with my promo code SBR, like Sports Business Radio, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 plus and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our team at Sports Business Radio, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Ryan Nakajima, and our friends at CG Sports who power Sports Business Radio, CG Young, Matt Amerlin, Nicole Wardle, and Calvin Wirtz. I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.